Welcome back to Let's Grow Through It. I am your host, Kristen, and today I am solo. I think we can pretty much expect that moving forward, I'm going to be solo for a little while here. Tessa is about to have a baby any day now, and all the signs of, you know, baby's about to come are here, asking her to sit down and record podcasts, because usually this takes at least an hour of our time, and anyone who's had a child knows when you're in that last week or two before you give birth, everything is challenging, and so we're just going to let her rest and not have to worry about anything and so I will be here talking with you all. Okay so today I want to talk about how to cope with betrayal and separating from the person you were committed to and have kids with. This is a requested topic from someone who reached out to me on Instagram and I just want to read a little bit of what she said because one it's the reason why we're doing this podcast episode and two it was just so nice to hear. I love getting things like this that keep me encouraged to want to show up here and that what I'm doing actually matters because you know I suffer from imposter syndrome too and like what's even the point sometimes who really cares who's really getting value from it so getting messages like this or reviews or whatever like this for the podcast really really just encourage me to keep going and keep recording and keep making these for all of you. This is from Christina and she said, I just wanted to reach out and thank you from the bottom of my heart for your podcast. Listening to your podcast has been helping me get through one of the hardest times of my life. Then she goes on to share some personal details, which I will not share on the podcast. But then she says, a lot of what you say resonates with my soul. I look forward to your weekly podcast and please do not stop. This is your sign to keep going. You are making a difference in my life and so many countless other people's out there. And I appreciate you. And that's just so nice. So thank you, Christina. You um, really did encourage me to keep going. I needed that sign. So I am very happy. And now I am recording this episode. I have one hour and 30 minutes to get it recorded before I have to go pick my daughter up. So I messaged Christina back and told her thank you that that really meant a lot to me. And then I asked her for any suggestions on topics she would like to talk about. And this is one that she came up with, which I think is great. The title of this episode will probably be something like four ways to cope with betrayal and separating from the person you were committed to. Obviously, I'm going to be sharing my examples from my perspective, which is a person that I was committed to, married to, and and also had a child with. Okay, so before I get into all of this, I just wanted to say really quick, you may have noticed that we started having ads on the podcast, which I know is kind of annoying. I don't really love ads either. I don't really like having them, but I'm just experimenting with this right now. What I would love to do is either eventually the ads become ads for my book whenever my book or if I make that a masterclass. I don't really know, but whenever that becomes something that I have, then that will be what we use as an ad but for right now Spotify offered this you know hey you can do paid ads and now they're professional ads that they're adding in here and so I really have no clue what they're ever going to be so like when I listened back to make sure everything sounded good last week um, I think I got an ad for Clorox and I don't know what you're hearing on your end it's just random so I'm going to place an ad right now feel free to (laughs) skip over it or whatever but the reason why we're doing these ads is obviously we love doing this podcast it's it's good for our soul and we're hoping that it's good for your soul but it would be pretty cool if we could you know 
eventually have this. Tessa is a stay-at-home mom now with a bunch of kids. She's got a hard-working man, but you know, it's always nice to have that feel like you're contributing financially, even though you don't need to, but um, it is just nice to feel like you are making your own money in some way. And so my hope is that this can be eventually a revenue stream for me and Tessa. Just, you know, Tessa's a stay-at-home mom. I'm a single mom. And so finding a way to make money off of these things that we're doing in our spare time would just be really cool. So anyway, all of that to say, here's an ad and feel free to skip over it. And thank you for being here. Okay, so let's get into it. How to cope with betrayal while separating from the person you were committed to and have kids with. Originally, when I found out about the betrayal in my marriage, I didn't get the full picture. You know, I didn't get the, yes, I had an affair. This happened. I'm leaving you. I got nothing happened. You're overreacting. We're just friends. I want to be with you. It was still a betrayal because he obviously had done something that he felt like he needed to lie to me about. And in our whole seven years of being together at that point, I had never felt like he was lying to me or keeping things from me. It really broke the trust in our relationship, in my opinion. And this was probably because my intuition knew that it was a lie and it was not the truth what he was telling me about what actually happened. When there is a betrayal in the beginning, the first thing that you need to do is if fixing things feels like it is an option, you know, if they are showing remorse a little bit, if they're trying to put an effort, if they're trying to apologize and fix things, you need to decide if you want to try and fix things with them. I, at this point, at the beginning of the betrayal, I did. I don't know what I would have done if he had come out and said he actually cheated. But I do know that Tessa's ex-husband came out and said he actually cheated. But it was a different kind of cheating. You know, it wasn't a an affair for a long term. It was a one-night thing with somebody in Vegas. So Tessa decided at that point, you know, I built a life with this man. We have children together. I owe it to myself and to my marriage and to my children to try to fix this. Now for me, whenever I found out that my husband was sending text messages and most likely having an emotional affair with this woman that he wouldn't admit to having an emotional affair with, I decided that that wasn't enough for me to leave because he wasn't saying he wanted to leave. You know, he was saying, I'm sorry, nothing happened. What can I do? How can we get through this? I decided to stay. Now, all of this to say, my advice now is just skip this step because you will probably suffer a lot more and endure so much more abuse if you stay and try to fix a relationship with a person who betrayed you in any kind of way. But I also know how hard it is to walk away from someone that you've spent a lifetime loving and built a life with and have children with. And I also have mixed mixed responses about this because I stayed for a whole year and it was the darkest, most terrible time of my entire life. And that was most likely because what was coming for my ex was very inconsistent. Sometimes he would be really into like fixing our marriage and loving me and showing up for me. Our sex life would be great. And then other times he would all of a sudden uh, flip a switch and be mean to me and distant from me and complaining about therapy and just 
sucking at life and it was just that for a year and it was so soul crushing when you don't feel safe in a relationship which like how could I feel safe in a relationship like that and so I would bring up the past and like why I don't feel safe in this relationship and then he would be like oh you're just gonna hold this against me for the rest of my life and blah 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 nothing happened you're reading too much into this she's probably actually just obsessed with you and in love with you because she used to be a lesbian and all of these things the gaslighting and the abuse the emotional and mental abuse and gaslighting from that was just awful and I wouldn't wish it on anybody I wouldn't even wish it on the woman who my ex cheated on me with like I would not wish that experience on anybody but saying all of that going through all of that made it so much easier for whenever I finally got the truth it made it easier for me to just walk away and know 100% in my soul, 150% in my soul that what I was doing was the right thing to do. There was no, should I leave him? Should I not leave him? Is this the right thing to do? And like, am I making a mistake? It was like, no, this is the right thing to do. Everything in my bones says, this is what I should be doing. Leaving him, never looking back, never feeling sad, not never feeling sad, but never like feeling that, you know, like missing that person, you know, you like those feelings you normally feel whenever you break up and you wish that you could get back together with a person like never once since I left my ex-husband did I wish that I could get back with him not once and I do know now after going through everything that I went through that if for some reason I got into a relationship and then we were together for a really long time and we built a whole life together and then one day I woke up and felt like something's wrong here like this person is betraying me I feel like this person is cheating on me if I ever felt like somebody was cheating on me again I would not even investigate it. I would just leave. I am not gonna put myself through that. If it feels like they're cheating on you, they're most likely, probably 99.9% chance that they're cheating on you. And even if they're not, you feel unsafe in the relationship for some reason. If I feel unsafe in a relationship, that is enough for me to say I can't be in this relationship anymore and to walk away from it. And that is how I am going to go into every relationship, knowing that like I want to be open to love and I want to be vulnerable to love, but also knowing that if my intuition tells me this is not safe love, I am strong enough now to walk away from it and not disrespect my boundaries like I did in the past. So if you have decided to leave your partner, or maybe maybe you haven't, maybe you're still in the, you know, maybe trying, wanting to fix things, but you're not together right now and you're trying to deal with with betrayal and move forward with your life. I'm going to share four things that I did in the beginning, in those early stages when I first left and I was trying to figure everything out and how do I cope with this betrayal and how do I cope with what they did to me and how do I move forward with my life and where do I even start? So it's likely that in the beginning you're going to be feeling all sorts of emotions all over the place ranging from like hate, anger to I don't even care, it doesn't matter, to depression, sadness, anxiety, just everything. You're going to be mentally most likely a mess, okay? But weirdly, like I was feeling all of those things, but then also at the same time, I was feeling peace in my present. So when I would feel all of those things, it was because I was allowing the past to come back into my present and screw me up mentally. So you will likely have 
PTSD on some level. Okay, I definitely did. I would I was haunted by the past. And I was haunted by trying to figure out all the ways that I was betrayed by him and by her. I would just be like in moments and then something would flash and it would ruin the present moment for me because it would take me back to the past and it would trigger things in me and it would make me feel all sorts of things. And it was a really tough time. I'm it's not easy in the beginning. Okay, so the first thing on the list is rewriting memories. One of the first things I did whenever I started realizing, okay, these, I'm having these like post-traumatic stress memories and they're, and they're just popping up. Like I don't quote unquote have control over them. They just come into my mind. Like I would get triggered by seeing certain things. I would get triggered by hearing certain things. It was like I would get triggered and then my triggers would trigger other triggers. And then all of a sudden I was in that really dark place again. First, I started whenever I would catch myself getting triggered, I would remind myself, I'm not there anymore. I'm not in the past anymore. They don't have this control over me anymore. They cannot betray me anymore. They cannot hurt me anymore. That's in the past and I'm not there anymore. I'm here now. I'm here and then I would bring myself back to wherever I was at. I'm here and I'm driving my car to the beach. I'm here and I'm driving my car to the grocery store. I'm here and I'm playing at a park with my daughter right now and these people cannot betray me. These people cannot hurt me anymore. These people don't have power over me anymore unless I give them power. Grounding myself and bringing myself back to the present helped pull me out of these post-traumatic thoughts. However, it didn't make them stop, okay? You know, I would still be like in the grocery store and then I would see something and then it would trigger me to think of something that the woman did to me and said to me or whatever, X, Y, and Z. So then I had this idea. I started doing this and it's really healed a lot of things for me. I actually started doing this pretty early on. It was within the first couple of months of leaving, I started doing this and I called it rewriting memories. Whenever I would catch something triggered me, like very specifically off the top of my head. There were a lot of things, but there were there were three things that really triggered me. If I would see them or hear them, it would just trigger me and it would make me think of that awful time in my life. And it was naked smoothies, Idaho, and white dogs, okay? And so I was like, how can I fix this so whenever I see a naked smoothie, I don't automatically think of that time that my ex-husband asked me to buy a naked smoothie for his mistress and then I did and then I delivered it to her bus for her and then she had a conversation with me where she was asking me how things were going with my marriage. I remember I delivered that smoothie to her and she was and she said something about how Rome said that she doesn't like daddy. And then she was like, did you guys have a bad day or something? That's what she said to me in this moment. And then I remember saying, because we did have a bad day, because we had had a lot of bad days recently, because he was sleeping with this woman who was talking to me, but I didn't know it in this moment. I remember saying to her, every day is a bad day. And then just like brushing it off and walking out, like leaving her bus with my daughter, you know? And as I left, I remember thinking like, why did I just say that to her? Like, I don't want to be a person who thinks every day is a bad day. So it was a really confusing time in my life for me because it, I wasn't a aligning with the person that I knew that I was because I was being tortured by these people but I was unaware that I was being tortured by them and so it was just like a really dark time for me every time I would see a naked smoothie during the early stages of leaving that was the memory that would come back and it was like I was in it again just living it again and I was just like I don't like this I like how stupid is this that like a freaking 
smoothie gets to ruin my present moment. I'm gonna rewrite this memory around naked smoothies. And so one day I was like, come on, bro, let's go to the grocery store. And we went to the grocery store and we bought naked smoothies. We bought like all the flavors. And I was like, we're gonna go to the beach and we're gonna have a little smoothie taste testing thing, figure out which one we like the best. And then we got all sorts of snacks. We got coconut chunks and fruit and just all of our favorite snacks for the beach. And then all of the naked smoothies. And then we went to the beach and it was a beautiful day. It was just sunny and perfect. And and we had a little picnic smoothie taste testing at the beach and it was so much fun and then we played at the beach together for the rest of the afternoon and so now whenever I see a naked smoothie that's the memory that I think of I don't think of that other memory anymore and I did the same thing with Idaho anytime I would hear the Idaho that's where I found out that my husband first betrayed me that's where I was at when I you know my intuition was like "Mm, something's going on here I need to investigate and then my whole world as I knew it at that moment was forever altered and it was the entering of the most confusing and dark time of my life but it had already been just a confusing dark time before but I wasn't really aware of why and then whenever I met up with the other woman she had told me that my (laughs) my husband at the time and her had been talking about buying property in Idaho together and they've been looking at properties to buy in Idaho together meanwhile at the same time he's looking at properties to buy in Florida with me And so I don't know if his plan was just to like have a family in Idaho and have a family in Florida. I'm not really sure. I don't think he really even had a plan. Anyway, all that to say, before we traveled to Idaho with her and her husband, Idaho was my favorite state. Anytime anybody would ask me, where's the favorite place you guys have been in the bus? Idaho was always my answer. I loved Idaho. Now all of a sudden, these two people who just wrecked my world get to steal something from me that I genuinely loved before they did this to me. And I was just like, screw this. This isn't fair, you know? I need to rewrite a memory around Idaho. And so last July, actually, on the anniversary of finding out that my ex-husband had been cheating on me for a year, and also, coincidentally, that happens to be their one-year sex anniversary, a fun fact I got while meeting up with the mistress. <laughs> but outside of that, I decided, you know what? I'm going to rewrite a memory around Idaho and around that date, June 30th, because I shouldn't be thinking about their one-year sex anniversary. So now June 30th is my freedom anniversary. That's what I call it. And it's also when I went to Idaho with my friend Kels. Um, the people that I live with have a, a bus, a converted bus, and they let us take it on a trip in Idaho. And it was me, Kelsey, and Rome. We did a week in Idaho. We went to all of the spots where my husband was cheating on me with this woman. And even we found some new spots made that I'd never been to before and that were absolutely magical and amazing. Y'all, Idaho is literally the best state. Anyway, I got to have just beautiful moment in Idaho with my daughter and a great friend. And I got to make new memories there. And I got to make memories that were not tainted by him or her. And now when I think about Idaho, that's what I think about. I think about that trip. And I think about how much fun we had on that trip. And I think about just how much I love Idaho. And I took my power back there. And so rewriting memories is really about taking your power back, reclaiming your power over the memories that are haunting you from the past. And if it, if you're getting triggered by certain words, certain places, certain seeing certain things, hearing certain songs. Songs was a big one for me because I had a lot of songs that I loved that I thought were songs like between me and my ex and then whenever the affair was going on this woman was posting all of these songs on her stories and went in her reels and things and they were like songs that I felt like were mine and my husband's and then she was like stealing them from me but 
I'm assuming she was quote, 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 unquote, stealing them for me because they were also songs that my husband made think were hers and in his and yeah so then I was like you don't get to take Nako from me you don't get to take (laughs) you don't get to take these songs from me so I you know I listen to them and I jam out to them and I rewrite memories around songs too the second thing is take the focus off of them and what they did to you and put it on you and your healing and understanding where you need to raise your boundaries and your standards and start doing the inner work And so likely what has happened is you are in such a low place right now because you have been so focused on everyone else and everything else except for yourself, especially if you are a mother. So you were focused on fixing your relationship for so long. You were focused on if you knew about the affair, you were focused on the affair and uncovering the details of it. If you have a child, you are focused on like trying to be a good mother and and show up like this even though your mental health is destroyed and when you're separated now you're focused on how to be a good mother while trying to heal from the person who destroyed you but also still having to be civil around this person for your child and so all of where's all of your energy going when we're talking about these things all of your energy is going outward all of your focus is going outward and none of it is going towards yourself and so now you are depleted over here And you cannot show up for life, for yourself, and for others when you are pouring from an empty cup, when you have nothing to give. And so you need to take back your power. You need to take back your energy. You need to take back your focus. And you need to put it on yourself. You need to focus on your healing. You need to focus on understanding your past and what brought you to a point where you were in a relationship with a person who treated you like garbage and you accepted that as love what got you there this is not fun this is not a fun thing to do this part of healing freaking sucks it hurts I cannot tell you how many times in that first year where I just cried where I just felt so hopeless and so like when is this feeling gonna go away and just so desperate for a change and crying crying those you know those guttural cries those pain those guttural however you say that word those painful it hurts it feels like it's never going to end first thing I need to tell you I need to remind you is that it is going to end one day you are will not feel the same way that you feel about the situation. This feeling is temporary, but this feeling is real. It is real. You are feeling it right now. And the only way to heal something is to feel it. You just got to feel your way through it. That involves processing. That involves crying. And I think one of the, the biggest mind shifts for me through all of this is that crying is not weak crying first of all is your body restoring itself back to homeostasis crying is good for you I don't know why I mean I don't know how crying has been like pushed in our society as weakness and like pathetic and whatever and I and I am I am guilty of this my whole life I actually found a poem I wrote the other day when I was like 15 years old about how my biggest fear was people seeing me cry and thinking that I was weak. And so I would always cry behind closed doors. 
like at 15 that's what I thought which is I don't even understand but now I don't care if people see me cry I cry all the time if I gotta cry about something I'm gonna cry about something I'm gonna let it out because I know that this is something that my body is trying to get rid of my body is trying to let this go it doesn't want me to hold this anymore and I need to release it and crying is a great way to release those feelings and it's so healing and I got a little off track there but this is all back to doing the work on yourself, bringing the, the, the focus back on you and doing that inner work. Um, I really recommend reading the book, The Inner Workbook um, by Matt and Ash. That book really helped me understand my mind and understand why I ended up where I was at and also helped me understand um, uh, why other people are the way they are. And it helped me have a little bit more compassion for people like my ex and the woman that my ex cheated on me with and and also I'm not saying you have to have compassion for them right now um I know that that is that is a thing that in the beginning feels absolutely 100% impossible and like that will never happen and for some people it never does happen but I just want to remind you that by holding a grudge and hating people and not having compassion for people you are only hurting yourself by doing those things and you are also putting out that kind of energy into the world and I'm a big believer in the kind of energy you put out is the kind of energy you get back and so now my motto is I always try to be love and light with everything and and I don't always succeed but that is the goal for me to be love and light with every interaction that I have with people um, and whenever I'm not love and light, now instead of being like, I'm not love and light because this person sucks, I say, okay, I wasn't love and light in that situation. What did that trigger in me? Like, what did this person bring up for me? What do I need to work through here in me so that I can be the bigger person in these situations so that I can be the love and light in these situations? Like someone's mean to you. I don't think you should be mean back. I don't think that that's what we should do because it's just what you put out, you get back and you don't like being mistreated. So why is the thing to mistreat people back? I think you can have boundaries, but you can lovingly enforce your boundaries um, or just remove yourself from the situation. But like being mean and being on that lower level is just never what I want to do. This is all a process to get there. So in the beginning, don't think like you need to be where I am at now. I am a year and a half plus out from all of this and I have done extensive work in, in healing and to get to this place that I am in now. And in the beginning, trust me, I did not feel this way. It is a process and how you get there is you take the focus off of them. You focus on yourself and your healing and understanding your past and creating boundaries for yourself and and then all of these things lead you to a better place in life where you then don't let these people have any power over you the only way someone can bother you even like what they did to you in the past or what they're doing to you right now the only way they it can bother you is if you're giving them the power to bother you and I don't know if that makes sense I know like a lot of blocks come up when you hear things like that the best advice that I ever got was 
the worst advice that I ever got. It made me, it made me really angry. And then after I thought about it for a second, I was like, okay, he was right. But I went to this little talk thing by this guy, Mickey Singer, who has written a couple of books. You get to ask questions at the end. And I asked him the question, like, what do you do, you know, when these people who have done this betrayal to you and then they continue to show up in not the best way, you know, how do you move forward through that? And he just looked at me and he was like, okay, well, that's not your husband anymore, you know, and that's not your friend anymore. And you're not living in that past anymore. You're in this moment now. You're in the present moment. None of that matters anymore. And you just have to let it go. And I was, ooh, I didn't like it. I did not like it at all. And he was like, I, he's like, I can see that you don't like this answer I can feel that you don't like this answer and he was like but you are only hurting yourself by holding on to that it's only affecting you not them and you just gotta let it go do you understand you just have to let it go and in that moment I was like okay next person because screw you guy but then I went home and I ruminated on it for like the following week and then I was like but actually He's right. You just have to let it go. And that's when I started the process of letting it go. And it wasn't like I just let it go all in one day. You know, it was like there are still things that I'm holding on to that I want to let go of. And for some reason, my ego just will not let me let go of it right now. And I know like probably in a year from now, I'm going to look back and be like, how silly was it that I held on to that? But I did. And it's all part of the process. All of that to say, take the focus off of them and put the focus on you and your healing. So how do you do that? I've mentioned a few ways. Third thing that I recommend and that I did is go to therapy. And if you cannot afford therapy, then journal. Journal and specifically, I would say Google or get on Pinterest. I like to get on Pinterest and just type in like shadow work prompts. And what shadow work is, we all have shadows inside of us and it's like the darkness in us, okay? Or the things that we're suppressing within us. Maybe we know what they are. Maybe we don't know what they are. A lot of times you don't know what it is, but it's in the darkness within you, okay? And how do you get rid of darkness? You don't put more darkness on top of it. That doesn't get rid of the darkness. Shoving it down, trying to forget about it, trying to ignore it. That's not going to get rid of the darkness. The only thing that gets rid of darkness is light. Light. And what is light? Light is love. Light is going to those shadows, learning how to love them and forgive them and give them grace and then bring them out of the darkness so that way they're not controlling you from the darkness anymore. Yeah, so just like Google or Pinterest shadow work journaling prompts and there'll be some really tough questions on there. They get pretty deep and they can get pretty hard to be honest with yourself about. Like I said, the only way that you can heal the darkness is by shining light on it and then loving it. In a, and I know this is kind of confusing, but loving it in a way that you honor and love the past versions of yourself who did things that this new higher version of yourself would never do but you have to learn how to love your past self instead of resent and regret your past self because your past self and these shadows and all of these things are what brought you to this new version of you who is now focused on healing and learning and growing and doing better and it all had to play out the way that it did okay to get you to this moment where now you are like I'm done letting my shadows I'm done letting my subconscious I'm done letting these things rule my life 
And I learned a lot of hard lessons on the way to get to this moment where now I'm like, I'm going to seek change and seek better for my life. What therapy is, is it's basically uncovering those things, but with a professional who can help you see things in a different way. Therapy is great. I love therapy. And I actually just recently started therapy again. So I started therapy right after everything happened with my ex-husband cheating on me and all that. And I started therapy and I had a female therapist and I loved her and she was amazing and made me feel like I was doing all of the right things and she really helped me through that time. I was doing therapy through BetterHelp and she um, decided to retire from BetterHelp. I think I was doing therapy for like, I don't know, six months and then she retired and then I was like, you know what? I don't really think I need therapy anymore because I wasn't really like being challenged in therapy. I was being very validated in therapy, which I think is what I needed at that moment in my life. But just recently, I had this little epiphany while I was writing my book and I was writing this one chapter and it made me think like, how am I ever going to heal this thing that I'm, you know, I'm telling people like, oh, do this. And and then I was saying in the book, you know, like to be completely honest with you, I still am struggling with um, some of these. It was about um, rewriting the narrative that you tell yourself. And one of the narratives that I was telling myself at the beginning of all of this was, there's no good men. All men suck. All men are cheaters. All men are liars. Um, you know, they're all out to betray you because that's what it felt like because one, I experienced that. And then two, like with sharing my story, I started hearing so many of these other stories about men just doing these awful things to the mother of their children and their wives. And just, it really validated that belief that there's no such thing as a good man you know they're all terrible and I can't trust them that is where I'm at like I feel like I cannot trust men I have such a trust wound with the opposite sex and I don't want to do that because i I know that there are good men I, I freaking live in a house with one like I see it every day I see what a good man looks like and how a good man treats his wife and how a good man supports and loves his wife even have living with that example that I see and you know it's not like oh it's just a friend and I see them when we go out to dinner and the husband's like so perfect when we're going out to dinner it's like no I live in a house with a married couple and I see I have this evidence that good men exist and it's not enough to uh heal that trust wound yet for me and so I was like what can I do to to heal this like how am I ever going to heal this how am I ever going to work through my trust issues with men especially when I'm so avoidant to the idea of allowing myself to be in a relationship with a man right now and I know that in relationships are where you can heal a lot of those um, wounds that you have because there are certain things that you can only heal in a relationship and I'm just not ready to be in a relationship yet and I was like you know what I think I need to get a male therapist. And so I did. I got a male therapist. I've only had two therapy sessions with him so far, but I actually, I'm really liking it so far. And he was also very validating and whatever. So at the end of the last one, I was like, listen, I don't need you to toot my horn about all the things that I know and all the work that I've done on myself. I need you to challenge me. I need you to trigger me. I need you to like make me try to think about things in a different way. Challenge my beliefs, you know, and 
And so he was like, okay, okay. He's like, I had to, you know, we had to build up this like rapport. So there's trust here before I start calling you out on things. But I think that it's going to be really good. And he's brought in a few things to my attention already that I'll probably go and talk about on another um, podcast episode because um, actually it was like about being in a relationship and how I'd never thought about certain things in this way and then he mentioned like oh well the reason why that was a big deal to you is because it triggered your trust wound and I never would have thought of that's what it was doing I would have thought just like oh this person just can't be the person that I need them to be yeah so therapy is great if you can't afford it and better help um will work with you I know if you say you make like less money they'll make you pay less for better help and so that's and I also just like the idea of um, not having to go to an actual place to do therapy and just, you know, like hopping on your computer really quick. So any sort of like online therapy platform, I think would be good to look into if you can afford therapy. But if you can't afford therapy, honestly, some of the biggest like epiphanies I've ever had in my entire life, I've just gotten from journaling. So try journaling, Google journal prompts for healing or shadow work, journal prompts, etc and just start adding a journaling practice into your life once a week every day if you can I mean whatever works for you but that is definitely going to help you cope with betrayal and then lastly on here is eventually what I would like for all of us to do and what I eventually did kind of (laughs) what I still am working on but what I've I've done a lot of and and it has really helped me cope with betrayal and let go of the betrayal and separate myself from that betrayal is nobody's gonna like this when they hear me say it but forgive them and and listen I know what you hear when I say forgive them and you're in the beginning stages of uncovering this betrayal and feeling all of the things that you feel all the anger and all the hurt and all the pain and sadness I know what you think they don't deserve to be forgiven. And listen, they don't deserve to be forgiven. But that's not why you forgive people. You don't forgive people because they deserve to be forgiven. You forgive people because you deserve to not carry all of these hard emotions and feelings that cause you to suffer. You deserve to live a life full of peace and love and happiness and light and joy and gratitude and gratefulness it's really hard to live a life that you deserve to live whenever you're holding on to resentment from what people did to you from what happened in the past it's hard to do that and I would argue that you actually can't even do that if you're going to hold on to things from your past and you're going to harbor hate and resentment for people from your past what you're doing then is you're allowing them to ruin your present moment and they don't deserve to be able to do that to you anymore and also do it for yourself but also do it for your children and one of the questions that was asked is how are you able to be around your ex okay so I can be around my ex it does nothing to me anymore I can be in his presence I don't have to mentally prepare myself to be around him I can you know have like moments with him and our daughter we took our daughter to Disney World together a couple of months after I found out about his betrayal and very specifically I think of this other time where we went to the doctors with her together and it was just this really nice family moment for my daughter to have with her family and we were playing a game together as her family you know how do I do that I do that for my child I forgive him for my child I forgive him because I know 
that he doesn't deserve to ruin my life anymore. He doesn't deserve to have that power. The only way they have that power is if you give it to them. Now, for me, the other woman is in the picture again and she's very much in the picture. They live together and I haven't had to see her yet and there hasn't been a moment where my child was like, hey, I have this thing and I would like my dad and her to be there. But I do know that it's very likely that those moments are coming in my future. And so that is where I just had this little epiphany the other day because there's just something in me that is still holding on to this. I don't even really know how to explain it except for just like unwillingness to offer her the same um, level of forgiveness that I've offered my ex-husband. And I have forgiven her for a lot of things, but I'm forgiven her in the sense where I have been around her and I'm not like phased by her and I haven't even attempted that. I had this epiphany the other day when I was driving and I was like, what am I so afraid of? Why am I afraid to forgive her? Why am I afraid to let go of this thing that I'm choosing to hold on to at this point? It's not like she can betray me again. It's not like she can quote unquote steal my husband from me again. It's not like she has anything that I want anymore because trust me, I do not want the life that she is living. What am I really afraid of? Because I like what I'm afraid of is allowing somebody to disrespect my boundaries again and betray me and make full of me. She really can't do that to me anymore. There's no way that she can do that to me. The only way she could do that to me is if she did something to my child and my child has only said really nice things about her. And so I don't, foresee that happening but also I do know now that I am so much smarter and wiser I listen to my intuition when it tells me things if that was going on I would pick up on it and I would make moves accordingly to stop that and to set boundaries there I'm getting to the place where I'm like would being around her and him and my daughter in the same room really be that big of a deal until we make the decision to work on this you know it's like it just becomes like this scarier and scarier monster over here in the corner but really that reminds me of this taylor swift lyric where she's like the monsters turned out to be just trees because it's in the darkness because it's in the shadows you know and so until we can shine love and light on it and fix it it's going to be this scary thing that we like let control us you know basically what i'm saying is forgive them and forgive them not for them They don't deserve it, okay? You don't have to think that they deserve it. But I am to the point now where I do think that they deserve it because I think everybody deserves forgiveness. But if you are not there yet, then forgive them for you because you deserve to be happy. You deserve to not carry this anymore. You deserve to have your power back and forgive them for your child because your child deserves to have parents who can be around each other and Your child deserves to not feel like they have to pick sides and your child deserves to not feel like they're in the middle of mommy and daddy fighting all the time and your child deserves to feel safe to talk about daddy and his new girlfriend to you. Your child deserves to feel safe to talk about how great mommy is doing and how mommy has this awesome podcast and how mommy's doing all of these great things in her life to her dad and let's leave our beef with each other outside of it and let's come together as co-parents so that we can show up in a healthy way for our child and so that our child doesn't really understand that we have beef with each other. Like your kids should not feel like their parents have beef with each other. And if they do, work on yourself, okay? And if you have a really terrible co-parent who, you know, is always trying to start fights with you and is basically a narcissist, which yes, we we're, we deal with a lot of them, okay? The best thing that you can do is 
not give them a reaction. Don't react. That's what they want. Take your power back. Be the peace. Be the love. Be the light. Be the bigger person. Not because they deserve to have you treat them with love and respect and kindness. They don't deserve that. But your child deserves that. You deserve that. You deserve to not let this person have power over you. Take back your power. How to cope with betrayal. Basically, we can wrap it all up in one sentence, which is take back your power. Put your power and your energy and your focus back on yourself, back on your healing, back on showing up in the best way possible for yourself so that you can show up in the best way possible for your child and live the best life possible now. It is what it is. Life happened. Your ex cheated on you. Your ex did this to you. That freaking sucked. Accept it as your reality and that is how you can start to heal it. I say this quote all the time. I share it all the time because it literally changed my life. But the quote is, the degree to which you refuse to accept reality is the degree to which you will suffer. So anytime I find myself suffering in any area of my life, this just happened to me a couple weeks ago with something and I was like, I'm really struggling here with this. Why am I struggling? And I started journaling and then I was like, oh my gosh, I'm not accepting this situation for what it is. I'm wishing it was different. I'm wishing I could change it. I'm wishing that these people would show up differently for me. And it's like, I got to accept that this just is what it is. This situation is how it is. I don't need to try to change these people. I don't need to disagree with them. I don't need to judge them. I just need to accept them the way that they are. And then I need to do my best to show up as love and light in this situation. And literally, I stopped suffering about those things whenever I had this little epiphany because I accepted reality. You have to accept your reality and then you have to move forward in the best way possible for you. The best way possible, the answer to that is always try to be love, try to be light. And that is going to make your life so beautiful. Anyway, I hope that all of this made sense. I try to put myself back in how I was in those early stages of dealing with the betrayal and the separation. And it can kind of be hard for me to get there now because I'm so far removed from it. But I do remember it. The thing that I remember the most is just feeling like I was always going to feel this way. And even now when I have things come up like that, where I'm like, I'm always going to feel this way. I'm always going to feel like there's no such thing as the man on the piece of paper that I wrote down that has all of these things for me. And I'm going to be alone for the rest of my life. And I'm always going to feel like I can't trust men I have to check myself like Kristen come on think about all the times in your past where you felt like I'm always going to feel this way this is never going to change and then do you believe in any of those things anymore do you believe any of those limiting beliefs anymore now is this future version of yourself and no I don't one thing that I always feel is like I'm never going to fall in love again the way that I fell in love with the first person that I fell in love with and it was like this madness love you know and it was just like completely wide open and vulnerable love and right now I feel like I will never be able to love that way again but then I was like remember whenever that relationship ended and then you felt like you would never be able to love that way again and then you met your ex-husband and then you did love that way again and maybe it bit me in the butt but now it's like I know one day I'll be able to love that way again. Right now is not that time for me, but one day I will be able to love that way again. And I also know that I don't have to be afraid of it when that day comes because I know that I can handle whatever comes my way. And yeah, I just got off on a tangent again. (laughs) But anyway, all of that to say, what you're feeling right now, the thoughts that you're having right now, the feeling of hopelessness and despair and that you're never gonna feel happiness again. Please, 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 if I could leave you with anything with this episode is please just know these feelings and these thoughts are temporary. You will feel 
happiness again. You will feel peace again. You will love life again. All of those things are coming for you. Just focus on your healing. Focus on your growth. Focus on choosing better for yourself with little choices every day and those things compound over time and then before you know it, you wake up and you love your freaking life and you love yourself and you are happy again and it just happens over time but you have to do the work. That is the most important thing. You have to decide that you want differently and once you make that decision, you will work your way out of this dark hole that you're in and you will feel happiness again. I promise. I promise. Just focus on loving yourself. Focus on healing. Focus on growing. You got this. I hope that this episode helped. If you have any things that you want to hear me talk about, please send me a DM on Instagram or send the Let's Grow Through It Instagram a DM. Let me know episode ideas. This is really helpful, especially whenever I don't have Tessa with me for the next few weeks or months, who knows how long. It's much more difficult for me to do an episode on my own than it is to do with Tessa because I feel like we just bounce off of each other and it doesn't feel so like I have to plan things. So if you guys could feed me ideas through this process, if you could help me here, help me help you that would be amazing so please send me anything that you're struggling with any topics that you want to talk about any areas that you want to just grow in or learn more about and okay and on that note I'm going to jump into my gratitude segment so I'm really grateful for something kind of silly but not silly because it's just magical so over the weekend um, I met up with my friend Kelsey and she was down near Orlando and so that's like a two-hour drive for me and I for some reason, my GPS took me the back way and I'm so happy that it did because it was like, wow, one of them, it was just such a beautiful drive and I was like, where am I? I went through this one part of Florida. I was this town called Eustis and I was going around this lake and the sun was like coming up and hitting the water and there was like a hill that I went up and it was just, I literally was like, where am I at right now? This is so beautiful. And so then on the way home, I took the back roads again. And then another day over the weekend, um, Ben and Cece, the people that I live with, we went and explored a bunch of dirt roads. So what am I grateful for right now is back roads and dirt roads. Seriously, you guys, if you have the time when you're doing a trip, take the back roads. And if you have a time to just go explore, find a dirt road. It's just a different kind of feeling of like peace and seclusion and beauty and I'm like in love with back roads and dirt roads right now and then what I'm looking forward to is it was my weekend without my daughter and so now um in 20 minutes I am gonna go pick her up from school and I'm just so looking forward to that I've missed her so much this weekend can't wait for her to get home and so I'm just so excited to hug her and see her and give her a bunch of kisses and then have a really good day with her thank you so much for listening if you guys enjoy this episode please share it with anybody share it on your socials share it with women you know who might need to hear this message um or men that you know who might need to hear this message and if you have the time please leave the podcast a positive review if you like it that helps this reach more people out there and we are just so always thankful and grateful for all of you here we know you could be spending your time in many many ways and so the fact that you're listening to our podcast means so much to us i'll see you guys next week